the bags the podcast for below average golfers by three below average golfers my name is owen smith and as always joined by caleb wallen and evan teed and guys we have a very very special guest today we have the number one speed golfer in the world lauren cup lauren welcome to bags how are you doing thanks so much what's happening guys thanks for having me on of course of course we uh had discovered you through the the power of social media and uh, discovered this world of of speed golf. So we wanted to share that with uh, with the below average golf fans and um, yeah, really just introduce what what that's all about. And we figured we're not going to start with number two or number three. We'll start with number one in the world, and that's why we reached out to you uh, there. So thank you for for giving us your time. Uh, if you don't mind, just introduce yourself and kind of um, h- how you got into the world of, of speed golf. Yeah, great question. I don't know. <laughs> kind of stumbled upon it, I, I guess, and uh, now I'm fully invested. But uh, yeah, my name is Lauren Cup. Um, play uh, competitive slow golf as well, <laughs> and uh, also um, a college golf coach. I coach the men's and women's teams proudly at uh, at Hamilton College in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just I got into speed golf um, mainly because I had a family and <laughs> I didn't have time to uh, practice or play golf anymore. So, mm-hmm. um, but I, I really loved it, really missed it. Um, so decided to uh, to play some speed golf, and uh, now I can get my my golf in, my fitness in, in uh, yeah, in less than an hour, which is awesome. And um, yeah, I'm I'm. I'm really fortunate. Um, I've been able to travel the world through speed golf. Um, I just won a, a U.S. championship, which was pretty cool um, last month. And um, <laughs> yeah, woo-hoo! yeah, and and I've been able to to do some really cool things, meet some cool people. Um, I was lucky. My story was picked up um, by the the Wall Street Journal, and then um, also CBS uh, Morning Show and the Today Show. So I've been able. Probably not rightfully nice. so, but I'm able to meet some pretty cool people <laughs> and uh, and travel the world through this silly, crazy sport called speed golf. Well, so what what is speed golf? Define like I, I know it, it. I'm sure the it uh, tells itself a little bit, but like, what is speed golf? What is that world all about? I guess I could have started with that. (laughs) (laughs) Speed golf is your time in minutes plus your golf score. Um, So certainly golf score is, uh, is really important. Um, And then uh, how quickly you play um, is also important. Okay. Okay. So you, um, and it it looks like internet search, uh, Twitter bio tells us you've shot a 72 in 50 minutes. Is that your all time best then? Yeah, that's my lowest score um, combined. So yeah, I had one under par in um, in 50 minutes, but I've had some better golf scores and uh, and some some better times as well. Um, the U.S. Open, which I alluded to before, I, I was 46 minutes, which was my fastest fastest time for 18. And we're for the for the people out there, we're talking about running courses. We're not talking about riding in a cart. Like I can ride in a cart nine holes. 45 minutes. We're talking running for 18 holes. That's incredible. 
Thank you. Yeah, so at this kind of like elite level, which we play, and there is a, um, a U.S. tour um, and then a wider international tour as well. Um, but, uh, you know, at, yeah, at the elite level, you're certainly like sprinting in between shots and doing all these kind of dorky, crazy uh, nuances to try to save time. Mm-hmm. Um, but speed golf can also be just playing golf faster with less thinking, with fewer clubs, um, in a cart, if you like. Um, but th- there is something um, really great about playing quickly. Um, it just, it seems to make it a little bit more of an athletic endeavor than sure. regular golf, um, where you're just kind of, it's a little more reactive than it is thinking in between each shot, which I like about it. I no, just- absolutely. the world of shooting a 72 in less than an hour. Like I can't even imagine that over the course of four hours, let alone uh, doing that under, under one hour. Um, Where did you start? Where did you start at? Like when you did your first round of speed golf, do you recall the score and and time for that? Like where did the progression really begin? Yeah, I played nine holes. Um, right before dark, I had like stumbled upon it on like some little ESPN clip or something. Um, I'm like, Oh, I just want to try it. So, um, I, yeah, ran nine holes. I hated it. Um, I was (laughs) exhausted. I shot, you know, 46 or something. And, um, then I'm like, all right, I have to try it again. <laughs> and then uh, I really, I only played a few nine hole rounds. And then, uh, I saw that, U.S. Speed Golf was hosting an event in the first tee um, down in Richmond, Virginia. So we, yeah, threw our seven month in the car and went down and, and played in that and then got the bug. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's, I, I uh, again, can't, can't imagine that. Uh, 46 for me is a good nine hole score. So and you do it quickly, you could do it. <laughs> I, I think, I don't know. Like you got long uh, legs. Yeah, I got long there. legs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I've started to do more running and things. Did so? Were you a um, a sprinter, a runner before golf, or was it kind of something that you've had to work on a lot more um, to begin the speed golf? Uh, I guess sport. We'll just call it. All, it's a whole separate. Like that's a whole different uh, category there. So yeah, a little a little bit of both. I did run track and field uh, field at college. Uh, in college, it's mid distance, um, running, but, uh, yeah, it's, it, it is a bit of a learned skill. I'll, I'll say that, um, you know, it's a bit of a learned skill to be able to play quickly, to get your heart rate down a little bit, to be comfortable with making swings and putts with your heart racing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it's, it's good for regular golf, um, as well. I mean, my regular golf game has gotten a lot better since I started playing speed golf because I don't get in my own way. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely can see that. Yeah. Yeah. That like that overthinking and all those extra practice swings and like going back and forth between which club you should hit. I mean, it, it really doesn't help your game. Um, and, and there are times where you just, like you just have to be an athlete, right? Like you just mm-hmm. got to be an athlete and just get the ball in the hole and the fewest amount of shots. Sure. Well, you, I, oh, ahead, sorry. Okay. I just, one thing that, you know, I was curious about is 
Um, courses we generally end up playing in the middle of the season, it's they're usually pretty busy. It's hard to find a fast round. How do you practice speed golf as you would play in a tournament? Are you able to frequently? And like, what's that process like? Yeah, I mean, certainly it's easier in certain parts of the world than others. Um, sure. We're in upstate New York, which is pretty rural. Um, mm -hmm. That's different, I'm sure, than uh, being in the middle of the city. But um, yeah, there are a lot of courses now that are speed golf friendly, I'd say. Cool. Um, and so they um, block off the first 20 minutes of the day. So 20 minutes before that first tee time. And you can get off 15, 20 speed golfers one at a time every minute in just that 20 minute block. And sure. that first group, we'll see them on the first tee and then never see them again. And um, so that's the, that's the best time. And that's, that's kind of the key for courses. Like yeah. if you're a golf course thinking like, how could this possibly work? I don't want people running through my groups. That's, that's the easiest way to make it work is just like 20 minutes before the first tee time get off your speed golfers. We don't really care if, um, you know, a few greens aren't mowed or something like that. We're just happy to play quickly, I think. Um, but you can, you can get off a lot of players that you never, that will never bother the slow players um, early in the day. Um, I usually play at night. I usually play like right after the leagues are done, uh, right before dusk. Like once I see they're on the last uh, hole mm -hmm. or two, I'll tee off and, and play nine holes. Um, but that's a nice time to play as well but you're right it's it's kind of a, a bookends of the day <laughs> type uh what does your like bag look like during the tournament like i obviously it's not your typical carry bag it's probably like a sunday bag i'm assuming yeah yeah again they're all kind of like dorky nuances how to make it faster i i just use an old ping bag like one of those sunday bags from the 80s it has no stand it's really lightweight right um, I usually just carry five clubs. I, uh, I putt with it on my back while I'm, I'm putting because it's, it's too time costly to leave it off the green, have to run off the green and run back. So I putt with it on my back. Um, but other people, especially that are more the runners and not as much the golfers will just take two clubs, run one, with one in each hand, um, and make that transition really easily. Um, there's, there's like a quiver arrow type bag. And there are also speed golf bags, which are just really lightweight. They have a stand, um, as well. So a few different ones, but mine, yeah, mine is just an old Sunday bag and it's, it's got one strap and super lightweight. So then what clubs do you carry and how do you know, like which to hit if you're just on the run? Yeah. I mean, certainly a lot of that thinking is done in between shots. Um, and with so few clubs, I mean, you kind of know <laughs> which one you're, or you've got a good idea of which one it's going to be not a whole lot of decision-making there. Um, and I've learned to hit a lot of different shots with the same clubs as well. Um, yeah, typically I carry a, a driver putter wedge and then two irons, uh, depending on the course, six and nine are kind of my typical bag. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, so five clubs, driver, putter, six, nine, wedge. Yeah, that's wow. awesome. That's so cool. Like, just <laughs> the fact that, you you know, you're out there and you're saying that this is something that could really help just everyday golfers is, like, think about the next shot while you're in the golf, golf cart on the way up. You know, have that in your head. That could, that that would lead to a lot less frustration for everybody involved, I think. You know, sure. just to have yeah, that absolutely. mindset. Absolutely. Yeah. When you get there, then you just, yeah, <laughs> then you just hit the ball and then you go find it and you hit it again. Yeah. 
as a uh, coach, because you said you, you coach uh, both the men's and women's team, correct? You got it. So are there certain things that um, you've implemented in your coaching style as a result of the, the speed golf world? Or do you kind of separate the two um, in some ways? Yeah, absolutely. No slow play on my team. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, we don't take more than one practice swing, that's for sure. But uh, oh, no, you. just a lot of that kind of mental side of the game, some of which we've already kind of touched upon, but just... You know, I, I think you can get really caught up and we're very fortunate. We've got a lot of um, neat technology at Hamilton, including a, a track man. And it's great, but you can get really caught up in in the numbers and the swing and uh, all those parameters and the swing speed where sometimes you just have to just like be an athlete and mm-hmm get it in the hole, you know, especially when you're, you have a day where your ball striking isn't awesome. Um, you just, you have to just find a way to do it in the fewest average amount of shots, if that makes sense. (laughs) Um, so we talk about that. Um, and then, yeah, you know, not getting in your own way, um, learning to hit different shots with the same clubs, um, is good kind of visualizing before you get to the ball, that kind of thing. So, yeah, we talk a lot about, you know, a lot of the kind of lessons or, or things I've learned through speed golf, I can, I can share, which is cool. That's awesome. The, so when you're training for, um, these events like the U S the open and, and just the bigger events there, um, are you, I, I guess is a lot of your conditioning for that happening by just going and playing speed golf, or are you having to implement other, you know, runs, sprints, workouts as well, um, out, outside of that? Yeah, the the best way to practice is certainly just to play speed golf <laughs> because it is a it is a a learned skill. Um, you know, you have you just have to know how long to take over the ball. When do I really have to get my heart rate down, and when can I just swing um, when it's going really quickly and pace? So the best way to practice is certainly to do that. Um, in the off season, I just do, I, I do a whole lot of running weightlifting when I, when I can't play a whole lot of golf. There you go. Always just, so then what are some of those like nuances that like people try to, like you said, you know, you carry your bag when you put, like, are there weird things about, you know, people putting tees in the ground or, you know, anything like that? Yeah. I mean, the putting is, is big. You have to find a way to putt with your, I think you have to find a way to putt with your bag, um, on you. So, I mean, there's all sorts of belt hooks. Uh, this is where it gets really dorky. Like, yeah, belt, belt hooks. You can put it on your back. Um, yeah, the, the bag setup is a big, um, thing. And then too, when you're playing a practice round, which is usually slow golf, you're not only thinking about how you're going to play the hole, but also the the quickest distance between the green mm-hmm. and the next tee. So, and sometimes mm-hmm. that, a lot of times that doesn't mean running on the cart path. It might mean, you know, you know, running this way, jumping over, over that bush, <laughs> getting <laughs> there, you know, you're trying to think of, of ways to cut time um, and, and yeah, just like you would if you were running a race, like trying to be on the inside, if you will, um, can can save you some time as well. Sure, that makes so. I get you know the the yardage we see on the scorecard 
that we we know that we understand it we're able to kind of tell how long a course would be but while you're running in between tees and greens and running all around not necessarily uh in the yardage accounted for by the course how long would 18 holes generally be in like miles wise yeah, it depends on how straight you hit it <laughs> yeah exactly there, there's a lot of there'd be a lot of, a lot of miles in our books boys that's yeah. that's for sure <laughs> Yeah, there's certainly a premium on on hitting it straight. If you start hitting it sideways, you add a lot of uh, distance. And, um, you know, and same thing too, like you want to keep the ball in front of you. You don't want to hit it over the green um, because then you've got to run over and back. Um, But to answer your question, a lot just depends on the course. So the, the U.S. Open course that we played was about four and a half miles. But the the resort course that we played for the World Championship um, which is mainly a rider's course was almost, almost six miles because in between, just in between holes, there was a a whole lot of running involved. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a a lot of the new courses are designed with the carts in mind. So I, you know, get, play a Donald Ross or something or throw it back. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And that's the, Yes, Donald Ross is the designer of the course when I broke the world record. That 72 and 50 minutes was uh, a Tijuca, which is a a Walter Travis design, but not necessarily a record-breaking course because the greens are so fast and undulated. You feel like you have a lot of like three, four footers. So your yeah, your short putting has to be has to be on to play well at those for sure. Very nice. When you play, uh, as you call it, slow golf, what what? do you notice that your time is still pretty minimal out on the course or um, do you take your time sometimes uh, on certain things that you can't during speed golf? Yeah. I mean, I certainly enjoy playing socially still um, as well, but I prefer to play fast. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I do like to hustle in between shots. um, And so that's been a bit of a learning curve to, to be able to go back and forth between the two. Um, So I really, Although there are a lot of lessons from speed golf, I try to implement in my slow golf game. I do try to separate the two a little bit in my head in that they're kind of two different sports for me. Um, Cause otherwise you just get too frustrated when you're playing, playing regular golf um, as well. But uh, yeah, sometimes you have to, I don't know, make your mind think about something else in between shots. If you're playing with a really, really slow, slow group in regular golf. Um, but I do appreciate playing with a full set of clubs when I'm playing <laughs> full golf. Um, I'm sure that makes a little bit of a difference. It does. Yeah. In speed golf, you're just, you're, you're in between clubs all the time. That like terrible feeling in regular golf, when you're in between clubs, you have that in speed golf, almost every shot. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I can, I can certainly appreciate that in slow golf. Having, having 14 clubs is a nice luxury. Yeah. I think Owen and I would definitely prefer to play speed golf. Um, but the, I don't think the carts probably go as fast as as you probably do. And definitely the groups ahead of us do not get on the same page. So, um, you know, hopefully someday we'll, we'll be able to work that out with those other groups to be like, Hey, we're going to play fast today. Like we're, we're out here to have a good time, but we're also ready to get home. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And a, and a cart is fun too. I've done that a couple of times. I've, I've raced a few people, um, on a, on a cart, just kind of for fun. Um, so yeah, that can certainly be speed golf too. 
Yeah. Well, I think uh, I, I foresee a bags challenge in the future, maybe a YouTube video that we try to uh, test our, our oh, speed God. golf. Uh, I'm our lo- speed I love golf it. Invite me down. I'm in. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Right, and then by the time that you're on your third 18 holes and we're on our seventh hole, <laughs> maybe the ambulances will be out there by then to help us out. <laughs> I'll meet you. I'll meet you at the bar. <laughs> there yeah. we go. There we go. Sounds good. Um, yeah. Well, again, it, it's been great to to hear about your story with uh, with the speed golf. How how can people that are interested get involved? I know you said you kind of just stumbled upon it, but are there specific ways that you encourage people to to get involved uh, in that sport? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you want to play competitively, Speed Golf USA is a great place to start. Um, They have a nice website. There's some events that you do need to qualify for, but a lot that you don't. Um, And for example, we host one in New York. Uh, We host the New York State Open at our course here. And we always do a a nine hole novice division, which is just fun. You finish, you get a t-shirt. You know, we do it for like 25 bucks or something just to for people to get into it and try it out. Um, so that's certainly an avenue. And other than that, I would just encourage people to just try, try to play quickly, just see if you can get out the first group one day and, uh, and give it a couple, give it a couple tries and and see what you think. But that's, uh, that's the best way to get involved is to just, just do it. There we go. Okay, boys, any other questions you have for Lauren? It's impressive. Very you know, impressive. Like, <laughs> it, it I just, appreciate it. Yeah. Right. I, I feel like my peak athletic ability was playing Sunday softball. And <laughs> then I think about people running 18 holes and shooting lower than I can even think about. And then it really puts it's, things into perspective. It's, it's absolutely miserable, but it's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lauren, thank you so much for, for joining bags. Uh, and we're looking forward to hopefully having you on again, maybe break some more records or, win some more events like you always do and uh we'll we'll shout it out to the world but anything that you want to promote share with the with the bags listeners yeah if anybody wants to give me a follow to uh to hear more of my story uh at speed golf her h-e-r um i'm on most social media platforms um and uh yeah try to get to my insta instagram story um quite uh, quite often so yeah give me a follow i'd love to share my story Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah, everybody go follow Lauren and uh, we'll look forward to, to having you on again. Thanks for joining. Thanks so much, guys. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Lauren. All right, everybody. Um, again, thanks to Lauren for, for joining the program. Uh, so glad that she could be on here and teach us about the world of, of speed and golf. Uh, I think we've determined that we're doing something. We're going to figure out some oh. sort of uh, hope, maybe collaboration in the uh, in the spring, but we're going to test our, not only the, uh, above average golf that we are becoming, we're becoming the above average golfers with, with Scott, uh, but then we're going to take that to the next level, maybe get in some shape, start doing a little more running and then, uh, test our, <laughs> test our skills out on the, on the, on the golf course, playing some speed golf. So, uh, shout out to, to Lauren and make sure you go follow her on, uh, on all her social media, but we can't, in this episode without addressing a couple of things. First and foremost, it is Thanksgiving uh, week. So thank you everybody for listening. We're very thankful uh, for our listeners. We've been doing this. Caleb and I started this back in May or June timeframe. And, you know, here we are six months or so later 
and uh, still chugging along weekly episodes, content everywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. So appreciate everybody for, for tuning in. Um, but also just want to say, Hey, I'm thankful for the bags team. Thankful for you guys. Thankful for Scott Hogan. Thankful for Michael Verska, uh, John Sherman, all, all of our guests that have Callaway. been on here. Callaway, Travis Matthew, everything uh, that's been involved with bags. So, so thanks to everybody. Um, and I'll give you boys the opportunity, anything other than the basic stuff. Yes. Our wives, all that fun stuff. But like, what, are, what else are you thankful for? Anything you, you took, want to shout out? You took the biggest cop out of an answer ever. I'm not okay with it. Just I'm thankful <laughs> for what we're doing right here, boys. This is great. Now I got to try to think of something. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll get specific. I'm, I'm thankful for Scott um, giving me a new golf swing that I'm going to be be better at golf because of it. Um, I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, you know, we're, we're still, I'm not as great about getting videos in, but when I, you know, when I do, he's very helpful. Um, so, you know, very thankful for his, his guidance as far as them, you know, the coaching goes and how we're all going to be, you know, better golfers because of it. There you go. Another good one. T your <laughs> I'm thankful for, for us. I'm thankful for it being six o'clock right now, being pitch black outside and 15 <laughs> degrees with two inches of snow on the ground. That's what I'm thankful for. It's the best. <laughs> I love living here. It's not frustrating or anything at all. Um, but no, I'm, you know what, in all seriousness, I'm thankful for um, indoor golf ranges. I'll say that I'm thankful for virtual golf and a pinch. And I'm thankful for having having a heater in the bay with me when I'm out there grinding, getting my new swing together. So whoever invented the, whoever invented the space heater, I'm thankful for that guy. <laughs> That's a big See, do you guys there. have one of those like bubbles with like the hanging targets? No, have you ever seen those? I've seen them before. We don't have one, but um, the place we have, it's still open and everything, but it's, it's gener- It's most, it's mainly inside. It's nice. So it's, it does the trick. Yeah. So well, I'm, I'm thankful for that. Well, the golf of Solani. Thankful for you. There you go. There you go. Uh, well, 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 good thankfulness uh, from you, Teed. I'm glad that you could think of that while uh, we took the, the obvious ones. So appreciate yeah. you. Um, all right. And then because on, of wait, Thanksgiving. Be- before, no, before we what, move on, what, what, what? I do have, no, this is related to the Lauren okay. conversation. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. She mentioned that there's some people that only carry two clubs. So I'm curious if you were to only carry two clubs in your bag for a speed golf round or just a normal round, which two clubs would you carry? Ooh. Um, oh, wow. I, I Driver. Think- wedge and your driver and wedge. putt with the driver you're going to pretty much do everything with the driver until you're 100 yards in yeah well if you needed to get a little extra out the wedge just try to thin it i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't have to try to do that i guess that's why i wasn't thinking that all right that's um, fair i driver think i would i think i would do three wood yeah and probably seven iron so i would do i'd pull a was it siwoo that had to putt with his three wood because he snapped his putter in half 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'd pull a Siwoo with my three woods. So that'd be my putter. And then just like, uh, you know, I can do three wood off the, off the tee box, three wood from probably two hundred in or sorry, two thirty in, but I can, you know, take a little off um, for the longer distances. And then I can uh, seven iron can attempt to take care of the rest. Um, but yeah, I, I would say those would be my, my two Caleb. What about you? See, I'm, this is awesome. Cause I, you guys went totally different directions. than I think that I, I would have thought, um, I definitely would have thought somebody would have picked a putter. Um, I sure as all get out is not picking putter, but I think I would go with my driving iron and like an eight iron, There you go. just like the, the two irons that are very versatile as far as in my bag. Um, can kind of do whatever. Um, so I think that's where I would go. So yeah, I'll pick different things. It's like, we're picking different things this weekend. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, which gets us to our next point. Um, it is the rivalry week, uh, on a few occasions, the, uh, the smaller rivalry as T and I will refer it to is, uh, IU and Purdue. So Caleb, I'm giving you the floor, Mr. Verska. If you're listening, I apologize, but I also wanted to give Caleb the opportunity to talk a little smack uh, since you did wish him happy birthday, and then follow it up with some uh, IU and uh, or IU hate. So, Caleb, yeah, I was I was ready for the for like the he's gonna tweet something about you know Purdue football. I'll favorite it. I'll tweet something about Indiana football. He'll favorite it. Um, but he he decided to shoot you know, shoot that first arrow. So, uh, we'll send one back. Um, we're on our like fourth string quarterback and, uh, they were supposed to have some kind of Heisman hopeful in McConnell, I guess, um, garbage. Uh, so I'm ready for our fourth string quarterback to just take the RPOs and just go for 500 multi-purpose yards. Um, run the score up most likely uh last year was definitely a fluke um <laughs> and you know we have a safety playing linebacker so you know we're faster in the linebacker um department so really i mean they don't have bell anymore they don't have more anymore um we're also on like our third and fourth string wide receivers because of ACLs. So again, our fourth string team is, you know, our practice squad is pretty much just going to walk in there and take the, you know, take the bucket and bring it back home where it belongs. There you go. Okay. Um, I'll keep my comments to myself. I'll keep my comments to myself. Uh, best of luck to you, Caleb. And then your, uh, your Indiana Hoosiers. Okay. Now for the real rivalry. Mm-hmm. Between two relevant teams. I won't even say that disgusting, ugly, whatever name. The team up north versus my Ohio State Buckeyes. Your Ohio State Buckeyes or the Ohio State Buckeyes? They're mine, but also the... um, Which, hold on, real quick. Can we talk about how stupid that is? It is. It's the dumbest thing ever. It is the dumbest thing in the world. Like, throw an extra E on there and maybe I'll give it to you. Gosh, no. Do you hear like, how salty these guys sound? Yeah, because it's so stupid. We own the like, word. Anyways, Teed, how are you? Teed, uh, <laughs> how are you uh, feeling coming into this? Well, you know, so I think we're both kind of coming coming from the same boat after watching both of our teams play last week. I think we both might be looking forward a little bit. That uh-huh. that that was a tough one. 
Um, you know, I, I get it. They came out a little flat against, against Illinois. Um, I still think they're going to be cool. Okay. So did Michigan. (laughs) Um, anyway, by an um, offensive pass interference, that wasn't called, but we'll continue. So the one thing I am worried about is forum. He, he ended up getting hurt towards the end of the second half. Didn't come back. He was suited up. He was on the sideline, no boot or nothing like that, which is a good sign, but just giving him a good, I Googled this morning how he was looking and there's no update. So that's a little iffy. I want the guy who's hasn't not gotten at least a hundred yards every game this season to be in against your Ohio state Buckeyes. I feel Mm -hmm. like that would, um, that would certainly help our case a little bit, but hopefully he's good. Hopefully, you know, we've been practicing and, you know, we actually were looking ahead last week so we're going to be double prepared there you go so you know i'm i'm confident if if quorum's healthy i'm I'm feeling good about it yeah well that's that goes to show uh how good michigan is with uh you need quorum to be healthy meanwhile our number one wide receivers have been out the whole season and we're all right but anyways i digress um in regards to quorum, I know there's there's probably uh, my uh, fellow Buckeye fans that won't say what they are what I'm about to say, um, but I think that it sucks that if he doesn't play or if he can't play um, or he isn't 100. percent I hate that because regardless of whatever team or jersey whatever that you play for, I want the best. Um, specifically in this matchup, I think there's some people that just like. Like as much as I would love to see the team up north just deteriorate and be Owen whatever each year, I do love that we are both undefeated going into this matchup. Mm-hmm. And I wish that and I hope that both teams are at their best coming into this. Um, both from the the players on the field and just uh just mindset and everything. Cause I uh, yes, both teams were certainly looking ahead uh to this week so i'm excited um i think it's gonna be a good one i don't know what i'll do with myself if the ohio state buckeyes lose though i'll be very mm-hmm. honest last year but was tough you're was gonna have to time. start thinking about it all you're really gonna have to do some <laughs> i don't think maybe, so but so okay so maybe, here we maybe go you, text me we'll brainstorm you know we, we can figure something out you'll so, be all you right know, if so we'll remind the the listeners here so yep. if if Owen and his Ohio State Buckeyes happen to lose, um, Owen and I will be making the trip up north to Michigan um, yeah. to play the course, the blue course, or the what is it uh, there, Teed? Yeah, no, the the U of M, the what do they call it, the stadium course? So the University of Michigan golf course <laughs> in the in the shadow, okay, okay, in the shadow okay. of the big house. All right, all right, in. And Owen will be having to wear the uh, maize and blue, yep. and vice versa. If if Teed and his Wolverines somehow don't make it, um, then Teed will be joining Owen and I in the in the scarlet and um, silver, gray, gray. But yeah, gray. Scarlet and gray. Those generic freaking colors. Um, I cannot wait to see you in Scarlet and Gray coming down 
Yeah. I mean, I'm fr- I'm from New Jersey, you know. I mean, it's that's you just copied Rutgers uniform, so you know. I, yeah, I, have Rutger. A, I have a lot of scarlet and scarlet and gray laying around from my Jersey days. Oh, I'll have something special for you. Yeah. Was, so what are what are you or what are we thinking here? Are we going like pants too, where Owen's going to be wearing like a a yellow and blue polo with yellow pants, and you know maybe a, a blue Michigan hat or that's I mean, teed. I but, say we just dress him up like Jim Harbaugh, throw him out there. Oh my god! Give him, give him, give him some Lulu khakis. He could borrow my skinny M hat, and he'll, he'll look good. I think it'd be great. A blue sweater. You, you can wear football spikes on the golf course. Oh it'd be god. awesome. <laughs> that would be oh. awesome. Oh god, that, that okay. would be fantastic. Yeah, well, we'll uh, we'll determine outfit so, if that's if that's what you want to go with. Sure, but God. So would we would we dress up um, Teed as a baseball player since some of us are born on third base? Yeah, very true. Very <laughs> it's true. funny how he's walking back those comments now. Like, where are you at, big big guy? Oh, um, I don't. I didn't say that, or I didn't mean to say that. Like, if you're gonna say it, just say it and stick to it. Like, it's a rivalry. Mm-hmm. You guys do not like each other. It's very obvious. So if you're going to say that comment, I don't mm-hmm. love it, but I also understand what you're saying in some regards, but stick to it. Just yeah. stick to it. That's all no, I ask. Just, yeah, like, just like what Urban Meyer did. Like, yeah, I was cheating on my wife with a graduate assistant. Yeah, like, you really need to stick <laughs> with that. I don't just condone really Urban Meyer. <laughs> let's let's get this out of the okay, way. Okay, okay, you're right. All right, so let's go back to Jim Trestle. Yeah, I was recruiting players and giving them free tattoos. Yeah. Last oh, I checked, oh, my coach right now is Mr. Ryan Day, um, okay. and he is going Yikes. to hang a hundred on uh, the team up north. So I'm looking forward. Jeez, to it. that took <laughs> such a quick turn. God, I wasn't. Uh, I start off the conversation by saying, "Oh, I want the best out of everybody," and you just attack. Well, I mean, that's that's just the kind of stuff you come to expect from from the Ohio State University <laughs> over the years. I mean, it really is the it's a trend at this point. It's, well, I'd be to remiss be fair, not to mention it. The Urban Meyer stuff happened as the Jacksonville Jaguars coach. So okay. I will Oh, uh, wasn't there Okay. I, I don't remember any other uh I do actually. I do not condone Urban Meyer. I do not not do not like Urban Meyer. Thank you for winning a championship, but I give that all respect to Cardale Jones there. And Ezekiel Elliott, Michael Thomas, and all the Buckeye greats. Uh, but outside of that, or I'm glad that Ryan Day is my coach. And I've been calling for Ryan Day uh, before Urban uh, went through all of his stuff. So uh, I'm very happy with where the Buckeyes are at. So we'll we'll uh, skip yeah. over that. But okay, <laughs> looking forward to Saturday. Um, Next episode is going to be rough for one of us. Um, I think it'll be more rough for me because, you know, I've been a fan of the Buckeyes versus T's just like, oh, I live here, so I'm going to pick them up. But yeah. we'll, uh, we'll move on from that. So any last words for the episode before we go? Go blue. Let's crack some nuts. Buckeyes <laughs> and nut. It's the stupidest <laughs> mascot in all sports. His name's Brutus. Where'd that come from? Hey, Ohio's stupid. It's a dumb state. Oh, wait. Um, oh no. Um, let's see. Yeah. I really hope, um, I really hope we're, we're 10 and a half point dogs. So that doesn't help (laughs) now that, you know, being realistic, um, not just having the fun banter. Um, but yeah, I think, 
I think if we can cover, that's something. There you go. That's something. IU football. That's something. Yeah. No, so what the the score is going to be? We're going to be winning in the third by the third quarter, for sure. Um, it'll probably be a two score game going into the fourth quarter, and then in typical IU fashion, we will lose it in the fourth quarter. Um, I I have talked to a couple different IU football fans that have been football fans longer than I have. Um, and we all agree if college football only played three quarters, IU would potentially be the winningest football program of all time. <laughs> um, but we just, it's the fourth quarter, man. And it's, it's a lot of fun, but Hey, Mr. Verska can't wait to, uh, to settle this for you. So there we go. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to the episode. Thanks again to Lauren. Um, Go Buckeyes and Caleb, the final, final words. Yeah. Even if you have friendly rivalries, even if you are a super athlete like Lauren, um, even if you are not a super athlete, um, like some of us here, um, (laughs) we can pick who that wants to be. Uh, Just make sure you have above average fun and play fast. We got always got to play fast. Exactly. See you guys.